Today is Sunday, July 25th, 2021. On this day in 2010, classified documents leaked by Chelsea Manning were released by WikiLeaks to international media. The documents revealed possible U.S. war crimes during the Afghanistan war and landed Chelsea in jail. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions and depictions of suicide that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today, we're covering the leak of 75,000 documents detailing top-secret U.S. war intelligence to major news media around the world. Let's go back to eastern Baghdad, Iraq, on July 25, 2010. That morning, Americans woke to something they thought they'd never see. Headlines from The Guardian, Der Spiegel, and The New York Times screamed the nation's darkest secrets about the war in Iraq. Case files regarding civilian casualties, war footage, and battle reports were splashed across screens and newsprint. Any one of those stories would have made a bad day for U.S. military commanders and politicians. The press had gotten a hold of 75,000 of them. The source was said to come from an obscure open government website called WikiLeaks. From that day forward, WikiLeaks, founded by 38-year-old Julian Assange, became an irritating and untouchable thorn in the U.S. government's side. But the true origins of the leak came from a military camp in war-torn Baghdad. The culprit, 22-year-old Chelsea Manning, wasn't sure if she'd done the right thing. On one hand, she wanted accountability for those responsible for the top-secret crimes. On the other hand, she worried that because of her actions, innocent people might be put in danger. While top U.S. officials tried to contain the damage, they also launched an investigation to find out how the information got out in the first place. Chelsea Manning had always believed in fighting injustice. In her youth, she presented as a gay man. She was raised mostly by her older sister since her actual parents were severe alcoholics. At school, bullies ridiculed her for her more feminine behavior. Finding herself alone, without a future, and struggling with her identity, Chelsea heard her calling across the seas. The Iraq War was launched in 2003 when she was 15, and the U.S. Army was looking for men and women who wanted to make a difference. Enlisting in 2007 at the age of 19, she found that her tech skills were a valuable asset to military intelligence. Working as a junior analyst, she rose to the rank of specialist and handled the Army's top-secret baggage. Elsewhere, she struggled to fit in with the hyper-masculine army community. Chelsea grew increasingly depressed, but she rediscovered her calling when she came across classified video from July 12, 2007 that shocked her into action. The footage showed two U.S. Apache helicopters monitoring a group of men on foot from above. Voices in the video claimed that the group was armed, with one wielding a surface-to-air missile, despite the men on foot appearing calm. 
the pilot shouted the order to fire, and the group was summarily gunned down. Among the dead was 22-year-old Namir Nor Eldeen, a photographer for Reuters. The alleged RPG was actually a long-lens camera. Namir's driver, 40-year-old Saeed Shema, was wounded and tried to crawl to safety. The airborne soldiers could be heard wishing out loud that the man would reach for a weapon so they could be authorized to finish him off. An Iraqi van pulled up to carry Saeed to the hospital, but the Apaches riddled the vehicle with armor-piercing rounds. When the gunmen heard that children were wounded, they dismissively replied that the victims shouldn't have brought their kids into battle. Chelsea raised the issue to her superiors, who explained it away as just another accident in the ongoing war. Chelsea was shocked, knowing this was an exceptional case because two of the victims were journalists. She believed she was sitting on evidence of hundreds of unjustified murders. She felt uncomfortable writing off these potential war crimes as acceptable mistakes. On January 8, 2010, she downloaded 91,000 classified files to her personal computer. She smuggled the information out in a rewritable CD labeled Lady Gaga. On January 9th, she sent an email to WikiLeaks. She released the files over a four-month period to a source with the website. The Apache helicopter attack was released on April 5th and received millions of views. On July 25th, three major international news organizations received 75,000 of the 90,000 stolen documents. They called these files the Afghan war logs. Though the first phase of Chelsea's secret operation proved successful, she had a major problem. She didn't have a plan on how she could avoid suspicion following the leak, and U.S. lawmakers were out for blood. Coming up, the world demands justice for the Afghan war logs. Imagine living with a secret so big that if anyone ever found out, it would change everything. Imagine carrying that secret with you every day, desperate to one day get it off your chest. Do you think you could take a secret like that to the grave? I'm Estefania Hakeman, host of the new podcast series, Deathbed Confessions, the show where we dive deep into the most explosive things people have admitted to while drawing their last breath. From murder, fake identities, heists, illicit affairs, and even top government secrets. This season on Deathbed Confessions, we investigate cases like Frank Thorogood, the construction worker who claimed that the drowning of Rolling Stones founder Brian Jones was no accident. Margaret Gibson, a silent film actress who, while dying of a heart attack, confessed to one of the most famous unsolved crimes in Hollywood history. And ex-CIA officer Howard Hunt, who on his deathbed confessed to playing a role in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Deathbed Confessions is a Spotify original from Parcast, airing episodes weekly starting July 21st. Follow and listen to Deathbed Confessions for free on Spotify. Now back to the story. On July 25th, 2010, three international news sources started reporting on the Afghan war logs originally leaked by Chelsea Manning. 
The logs contained tens of thousands of classified documents revealing potential crimes committed by the United States during its Afghanistan war. The public was largely unaware of this side of the war on terror. According to the documents, the U.S. organized black ops teams for catch-or-kill missions on Taliban leaders. This meant soldiers either assassinated or swept terrorists to secret locations without any regard for legal proceedings. The U.S.-led coalition also depended more and more on Reaper drone strikes. These remote-controlled robots were operated from a base in Nevada and were responsible for accidental civilian casualties that triggered mass protests across the Middle East. The rules of engagement were called into question as the Afghan war logs noted 144 cases of what military jargon called blue-on-white events. These cases resulted in 195 accidental civilian deaths and almost as many wounded. The government acknowledged these but kept them under a tight lid. The leaks weren't always for the best. The war logs also spilled 100 uncensored names of double agents working on behalf of the U.S. in Afghanistan. A spokesperson for the Taliban said they would study WikiLeaks to root out the U.S. collaborators. WikiLeaks had apparently refused to redact the names. When Osama bin Laden was killed on May 2, 2011, the U.S. recovered messages with the late al-Qaeda leader requesting his men get him access to the Afghan war logs. He had researched them for his operations. Response to the war logs was immediately divisive. Government and military PR called the leak an act of treason. Others, like future President Donald Trump, called the culprit a traitor. Elsewhere, citizens and press from around the world praised the event. Daniel Ellsberg, who was responsible for leaking the Pentagon Papers back in 1971, called the war logs a historic victory for whistleblowers everywhere. WikiLeaks released several other massive info dumps from Chelsea's stolen intelligence as well. On October 22, 2010, they released an even larger tangle of classified documents on the Iraq War. But following that, WikiLeaks underwent its own tumultuous transformation. Several editors departed the company, blaming their leader, Julian Assange, for his unpredictable behavior. They believed Assange focused extensively on America's wars in the Middle East at the cost of ignoring smaller but more impactful stories elsewhere. Two months after the Afghan war logs hit the news, military personnel arrested Chelsea Manning. Prosecutors charged her with almost 22 violations of the Espionage Act. She pleaded guilty to most of the charges. On August 14, 2013, a military judge sentenced Chelsea to 35 years in jail. For the first nine months, Chelsea served her prison time in solitary. Since her initial arrest, she was on and off suicide watch. Her requests for sexual reassignment surgery had been repeatedly denied, which only deepened her depression. On January 17, 2017, President Barack Obama commuted Chelsea's sentence, deciding that the time she'd already served was sufficient punishment. She walked free on May 17 after spending seven years in jail. 
On October of 2018, Chelsea tweeted a photo of her recovering in a hospital from surgery that allowed her to fully transition. But her days on the outside were short-lived. In early 2019, she refused to participate in an investigation into Julian Assange. On March 8th, a judge sentenced her to jail again after finding her in contempt of court. She was to remain in jail until she testified or until the investigation concluded. On March 11, 2020, with the media and public attacking her from all sides, Chelsea attempted suicide again. The next day, while recovering in a prison hospital, she received news that the investigation had wrapped and she was free to go. Facing an astonishing quarter million dollars in court fees, Chelsea was saved by a GoFundMe campaign managed by a friend. A second campaign raised almost $40,000 in 24 hours to help get her on her feet, possibly saving her life. Today, Chelsea Manning has supporters from around the world. As the biggest leaker in U.S. history, she became a global litmus test. For some, she's the greatest treasonist in American history. For others, she is a hero, one of the greatest defenders of truth and justice we have. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Aaron Larson. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 